When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the lunch break here on SEN Test Cricket around Australia. If you're just joining us, Australia 2 for 75 at lunch. Travis Head and Marnus Labashain, the two batters to depart. Let's change the pace here and uh, talk some footy. Big day today down at Marvel Stadium. All the 18 captains there for a series of meetings and also to meet the media. It's Melbourne Membership Day here on SEN. So show your demon spirit. Join today and get six games for the price of a three-game membership. Visit membership.melbournefc.com.au. And their vice-captain, Jack Vine, he's been good enough to join us this afternoon. Afternoon, Jack. Uh, good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, how are you, first of all? Uh, another addition to the family a couple of months ago. Um, with someone with two kids myself, I reckon going from one to two is like going from the VFL to the AFL. The work goes up, the intensity goes up, the speed goes uh, up. Step up you reckon? Yeah, I think it's a step up. How are you finding it in the Viney household? No, we, we, we're travelling pretty well, thanks. Um, you know, obviously we'd, we'd like a bit more sleep, but uh, we're getting enough um, to, to get through the day um, as any kind of parent of of young children knows, uh, you know, the first couple of months uh, are pretty tough, but uh, little Chloe's settling in nicely. Very good. Uh, great to hear. Uh, just on a, on a personal front, the body, I think it was a, it might have even been a temper texter here at SEN that spotted you uh, limping around the streets a couple of weeks ago. And we, we soon learned that you had suffered a, a bit of a knee injury. How's the knee coming along, particularly looking ahead to, to round one against the doggies? Yeah, no, knees, uh, you know, it was unfortunate timing. Um, I gave uh, gave it a bit of a tweak uh, at training, what is it, about a week ago now. So, you know, I was frustrating um, uh, as it was. Uh, luckily, it wasn't anything too serious. So just uh, working away with uh, the reconditioning team here, you know, trying to get me fit for, uh, for the first game of the season. Before looking ahead to this year, Jack, how did you personally, you know, from the team's point of view, look back on on what happened last year? I mean, 10 zip coming off a premiership and then really by your win-loss record, you were just an average team by the end of the year. How did you look back on on what went wrong for the team in the second half of the year last year? Yeah, I mean, I think we we finished second on the ladder, um, finishing the home and away, so... Uh, I think that was a, a pretty big accomplishment um, to play so consistently um, throughout a whole season uh, and to finish second on, on the ladder. Uh, so we, we took a lot of confidence um, away from that. But, you know, then coming to finals, it's uh, obviously a different story. Um, the the level uh, goes up a bit and, and even the, you know, the brand of football changes a bit. So, you know, we we're, were really disappointed with how our, uh, finals campaign uh, went. You know, we didn't feel like we were firing um, as well as what we, you know, could have um, and did during the home and away season. So, you know, it was a diff- uh, difficult, um, you know, finish to the year. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we touched on it briefly. Um, obviously took some learnings out of the, the season as a whole. You know, the coach has done a great job implementing, you know, a few tweaks here and there, but, 
you know, it was really um, quickly, uh, focus has turned quickly on to 2023. From all reports and even seeing the way the teams attacked the two practice games, it seems like it's a, it's a really hungry groups. You know, the, the intensity at training's been really, really high. Have you noticed, has there been any difference in the attitude, the way you've gone about it this summer compared to last? We all know it's really hard to back up winning a premiership. Have you noticed anything different this summer? Um, no, nothing really has jumped out at me as something with, you know, significantly increased uh, or, you know, doing differently compared to last year. I think uh, we've, we've built, uh, you know, a, a working hard culture for, you know, plenty of years now um, where it's become part of kind of how we operate. So, um, you know, we're all striving to get better. It's a new season and, um, you know, led by, you know, the leaders of the football club and, you know, it quickly turns very competitive and, you know, all in all, we've had a pretty uh, healthy uh, list, which has just enabled us to, you know, work and compete against each other for, you know, a solid few months now and um, got a couple of practice games done against some, some opposition other than ourselves, which was good. Um, so I feel like we've put ourselves in a good position to, you know, attack 2023. Just been a little bit of hype. We're talking to Melbourne Vice-Captain Jack Fine. It's been a little bit of hype around Brody Grundy's recruitment for the Ds and what uh, Max Gorn and, and Brody could do. When you first heard that uh, Brody was a chance to join Melbourne, were you just super excited straight away? Or, do, or were you thinking, how is this going to work with two, you know, nominal number one ruckmen playing in the same side? What was your sort of early impression when you heard that Brody might be coming, and and what have you noticed since? What sort of guy he is, and and what sort of impact do you think he and Max can have as a combination? Yeah, you know when I first heard, I was I was super excited. You know, I love how Brody's gone about his career and the kind of player he is, being you know, extremely competitive um, and also dominant in his role. So, um, you know, I thought uh, what a terrific addition that would be uh, to the footy club, and you know, thankfully it ended up. Um, ended up happening. So, you know, he came to, to the days with, um, you know, some, some injury um, stuff from, from the following season. Um, so he, he had to work pretty hard in rehab um, by himself and slowly was introduced back into to main training throughout pre-season. And then, you know, kind of once he started playing uh, games, it was just, you know, terrific to see him go about his business and see him, you know, back out there and just competing, which is, um, what he does so well. Um, and the great thing is how, how him and Max complement each other. You know, I think they've both got strengths in the ruck and, you know, up forward. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to see those two, you know, work together this season. Have you got a feel whether, you know, centre bounce work, you'll be at the feet of Max more often or, or Brody? It does, you get the sense that maybe Max is going to spend more of the time forward than Brody will. Is that is that the sort of read you've got on it? Um, no, I think it's really going to be kind of a 50-50 split, I think. Like, there's no, um, you know, I, I don't see us leaning towards one or the other. Um, we think they can both give teams headaches um, starting in, in either role and playing time in either role. So, you know, coming into um, round one, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how they'll the coaches will want to will want to go, but we've got full confidence in you know either either position uh, with the two two big fellas. 
Tell us about Lockie Hunter. I mean, uh, you've had some great battles against the Bulldogs in, in big games in recent years, but it just felt like one of the things missing at Melbourne last year, you, you quite often get a lot of ball, you get a lot of inside 50, but that, that last kick inside 50 let you down at times last year. Is, is that a big part of his game that's really going to add to your team this year? Yeah, you know, Lockie's a terrific ball user. Um, so, you know, any opportunity he... He's got to go inside 50, you know, you know, nine times out of 10, he's making a really, really good decision. So I know the forwards have loved, you know, ball in hand with, with Lockie. He's, he's a smart and crafty player as well. So, you know, he, he's a well-experienced player and, and has been, um, you know, top of his, his role for, you know, many years now. So, you know, we feel like, you know, along with Brody, just that experience um, has been amazing and, They've both performed and, and fitted into the club really well. So um, really looking forward to seeing Lockie um, go about his business this year too. There's some Melbourne supporters around here that are very excited by Jacob Van Ruin. Uh, and it sounds like he was pretty close to, you know, almost working his way into that team very late last year. Is he a player do you think we'll see early playing some senior football this year? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, Jacob's had a terrific pre-season and, you know, just continuing to build as a young player, he's, you know, maturing and um, been working his craft now for, uh, you know, for a good year and, you know, really starting to find his feet at AFL level. So, um, you know, he's a big competitive forward and, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, only a matter of time before he starts to find his way into the AFL squad. Just on your injury, you mentioned it quickly before, but um, so for round one, are you, you a good chance of playing? Is it sort of a... A 50-50 proposition at the moment. How does it sort of sit just over a week out? Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably a 50-50 chance, really. You know, not not entirely sure. I've got to tick off um, a fair, fair few things from a rehab point of view. So, you know, really just taking it as a um, session-by-session proposition at the moment. Um, you know, all, all going well. Uh, you know, we should be there for round one, but it's it's too hard to say at this point. How's the old man going? Back in footy, uh, he's had a few things to deal with at North. Is he enjoying his time back in uh, AFL footy? Yeah, no, Dad's, Dad's loving his time back in AFL football. Um, he's been out of the game or was out of the game for a few years, uh, enjoying a bit of a you know change of change of pace. Um, but you know, Clarko, he loves working with Clarko, so um, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision for him, and um, yeah, he's, he's enjoying it. Just a, one quick one before I let you go. Interesting story came out yesterday about the Saints and the fact some of the audio from their coach's box was sort of accidentally set out. You would have spent some time uh, when you're injured sitting in the coach's box. Well, how did you find that experience? Did you did, were you surprised at times by some of the the feedback players received in the box, or was it sort of calmer than you thought? How have you found that experience uh, sitting in the coach's box uh, when out of the side injured before? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I've spent a bit of time in the coach's box, but you know, with Goody on the co- uh, on the bench um, now, um, you know, the time I've spent in there, it's been really calming, um, collected with with the assistant coaches, you know, really coming up with strong solutions and and feeding that that down to Simon. So, um, you know, it's been yeah, a really good experience sitting in there and just seeing the coaches analyze the game and come up with, with solutions to, you know, either continue um, motor, uh, momentum or, you know, try and wrestle momentum back.
Jack, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time. Uh, it's an exciting year coming ahead uh, for D's fans. The group looks really hungry and a couple of uh, pretty impressive off-season recruits as well. Uh, thanks for your time and let's hope we see you out there uh, against the Bulldogs in round one. Thanks, Julian. Thanks for having me on. Great to chat to Melbourne. Vice-Captain Jack Viney. It's Melbourne Membership Day today on SEN. Show your demon spirit. Join today and get six games for the price of a three-game membership. Visit membership.melbournefc.com. Dot a you know interesting stories just come out from AFL House about a lot of talk in AFL football about you know there's not much, there's not enough reward for the teams that finish on uh, on top of the ladder. I mean uh, you know you, it's basically like finishing fourth at times if all the teams are from Melbourne for example. But uh, this story was floated on Code Sports a while ago. But the McClellan Trophy, which is the trophy that goes to the team that finishes on top of the home and away season, they've changed it. So now the McClellan Trophy will be presented to the club with the most points at the end of the AFL and AFLW home and away seasons. The winner will receive $1 million that will be shared across the players and the champion clubs. So I think that's a fantastic incentive from the AFL. So add up the points of your uh, men's team and your women's team, whoever finishes on top, a $1 million spread across the players and the club. So the early favourites, the suggestions have been, you look at Melbourne in the AFLW, the Premier's, uh, and very strong in the men, Brisbane, runner-up in AFLW. A lot of people tipping Brisbane for the flag this year. So maybe those two clubs uh, with their combined programs might be the favourite for the first time of that award being presented. But I think it's a really good initiative uh, from the AFL and a bit more reward for the team that uh, finishes on top at the end of 22 very difficult games uh, across a home and away season. This is the lunch break for SEN Test Cricket. If you're just joining us at lunch, Australia won the toss Elected to bat a two for 75. Travis Head out for 32. Marnus Labashane out for three. Usman Kawaja not out 27. Steve Smith not out two at lunch. Shami and Ashwin, uh, the wicket takers uh, for India. Just updating you on that other test match, which has potentially some ramifications for the World Test Championship final. We know Australia will be there uh, at the Oval. At the moment, they will play India, but if the result doesn't go India's way in this test match. And Sri Lanka can beat New Zealand 2-0 in their series over New Zealand. Sri Lanka would leapfrog India and play Australia Stumps. Day one of the, of the first test at Christchurch. Uh, Sri Lanka a six for 305. Uh, Mendes top scoring with 87 off just 83 balls. Uh, best of the bowlers, Tim Southey, three for 44. Neil Wagner, who was the hero of the last test match, uh, the second innings anyway, number 68 off 10. So once again, uh, he has gone uh, pretty heavily uh, in that uh, first innings of the test match. Okay, let's get a break away and we'll get back for the second session. Uh, a big ses- second session of play. Two for 75 Australia with Osman Kawaja and Steve Smith at the crease.